Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Also catch us on the Five Reasons YouTube channel with plenty of other content from around South Florida sports. Don't know necessarily that you want to watch any of that right now, but well, we'll see if the Dolphins win on Sunday. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons. Also, FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out for the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk, the latest columns from Mateo Mayorga and others and also check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network we mention this one all the time it's our friend nelson reach out to him at carmstaffing.com that's c actually c-armandstaffing.com the phone number is 561-891-9620 what do they do they rent C-arm equipment on a short and long-term basis to hospital, surgery centers, chiropractic offices, and pain management offices. They also offer cadaver lab courses. They can rent the C-arm equipment to an office and also send out an x-ray technologist to run the machine. Nelson's a huge Miami Heat fan, but also he can explain this stuff to you much better than I can. So go to the website, www.c-armandstaffing.com. That's wwwc armandstaffingcom The phone number 561-891-9620. When you go there, make sure you fill out the form with all of your information. I promise you, Nelson or somebody on his team will get right back to you. Again, it's c-armandstaffing.com. And now, today's episode. Down the Yay. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to the latest episode of Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick and at Five Reasons Sports. We've got Brady Hawk. You can follow Brady Hawk 305. And also, Alex Toledo, you can follow the Tropical Blanket. If you're looking for more of a national perspective, Brady and I just finished recording our latest Step Back podcast for Fanside. We went through what 12 stars, including Jimmy Butler, need to do in 2023 to kind of set themselves apart. So we went through Zion, Ja, Giannis, Tatum, Durant, Embiid, Mitchell, Jokic, uh, Luca, and many others. So check that out. On the Step Back podcast, you can find that wherever you can find five on the floor. All right, we did not do a post-game show after the Heat's win against the Clippers, a big win on the road in the second game, excuse me, third game of this road trip. They're now 2-1 and one with the Laker game upcoming. We didn't, um, mostly, we were all watching the game, but we did mostly uh, because what was going on in the NFL game in Cincinnati, we just didn't feel right uh, doing kind of a joyous stream that night. We decided to wait we hope, obviously, everything is okay with that situation. Obviously, player uh, cardiac arrest on the field is a very serious thing. But we're going to talk basketball today, and we're going to project forward a little bit as we look back at what's happened on this trip, because there have been some significant developments. We talk about a Miami Heat team that's gotten stale, but it doesn't mean that things can't be happening in the meantime. And so we're going to go through three, and each of us are going to pick one. We haven't picked this in order. Uh, the one that we have not established as far as the biggest developments for the Heat on this trip is the fact that Jimmy Butler is back, which might be most important of all of these, but we've kind of hit that ad nauseum. Jimmy was a little rusty, I thought, in his return, but he'll shake that off. Uh, doesn't seem to be having any significant after effects from the knee and back trouble 
that he's had lately. We're going to go through three players, though. And if you caught our episode on Kyle Lowry the other day, we touched on some of this with Tyler Hero and with Victor Oladipo, but we're going to deep dive on it more. Three significant things have happened on this trip. One, uh, Tyler Hero as a late game performer and as a playmaker continues to emerge. And that, that, of course, culminated with the shot against Utah. Bam Adebayo was tremendous against the Clippers. He always dominates the Clippers, but more so in this last game, just taking over the game late and doing it with Jimmy on the floor, which was something we talk about a lot of the podcast. And then the other thing is the Victor Oladipo thing seems to be real. It's not just the dunk. It's not just the defensive play, but they're counting on him as an offensive player too. He's doing a little bit of everything. He's filling up the box score and his legs look live. So I, I'm going to go last today. I'll take whichever one you guys don't want. I'll start with you, Alex. Which of the three developments to you is most significant for them going forward? Is it Bam? Is it Hero? Or is it Depot? I'm still of the mind, and this is really tough because all three, you can make a great case. But uh, if I had to pick one, uh, I'm probably still going to go with Bam. I think the way that he has developed his confidence, and all these guys to different degrees have developed their confidence is huge. But with Bam, you know that he is one of your two best players. He has looked like your best player for pretty much most of the season. Not that, you know, we don't know that Jimmy could turn it up in the playoffs. We know that's going to happen. But just in general, um, Bam being able to figure things out, as Brady put it, as, you know, being able to be a drop killer now, um, being able to attack the basket with more force. I just think in general he's kind of putting it all together, and that's everything that we've been wanting to see for a couple of seasons now. And the fact that he's been doing it consistently throughout the season, you know, relatively, right, considering that the offense doesn't just run through him and the offense isn't built to just give him points and for him to be a leading scorer. He, he's now tied with Tyler Hero as a leading scorer, right? So you're seeing the development, the arc that I think uh, fans have been wanting him to see on. He's, I think he's, he's around 16 field goal attempts for the season, so pretty good, right? And he's still a dominant defender, still one of the best in the league at that. I think he's been an awesome rebounder for them considering how small they've been. He's been really good uh, on the offensive glass which is obviously just lesser stuff. But from a scoring perspective, he is doing everything you want him to. And I think they're going to need that. They're going to need that a lot in the playoffs when, you know, their offense gets into the mud, which we saw can still happen even, even when they have um, offensive games last night where it felt like everything was going right. They had a third quarter where they got outscored by 20, only had four made field goals. So when you go against the best defenses in the playoffs and you have quarters like that, stretches like that, I think all everything that has happened with Bam is going to culminate in, him being able to help you in those situations when, when things are not going so well. And, and it just, you know, it's less of Bam deferring and try to get other guys going and more of him looking for his own shot more. And I think we've already seen him work through that. So um, I feel very confident about where he's going to be in the playoffs. And I think this regular season is kind of the biggest reason why. And I think it's, it's only going to get better from here. Brady, we talked about all the things we wanted to see him do this year. Um, I never included three-point shooting in the list because I never thought that was actually going to happen. I don't know that it will ever happen until later in his career. I don't know that it needs to happen. Which of the breakthroughs that he's made so far, because he is over that 15-shot threshold that he identified and Pat Riley identified. Alex is right. He's close to 16 right now. Wh which of the developments to you is most important? Uh, I think it's the fact that he found his range where he found, we talked about for so many years, can he find a go-to move? What was it going to be? Uh, and I think we could have all predicted looking at the fact that he was never really truly comfortable in the post, that it was going to come up in some form of a face-up. 
Uh, and that's what he's been doing. He's just getting to that dotted line and he's just firing. Uh, so I think that's pretty important. I think in terms of, because uh, I don't think this breakthrough has truly been made consistently, but what could be the most important is the fact that uh, getting to the free throw line, because we can talk about hitting a threshold of aggressiveness and field goal attempts, but if he's getting to the line consistently, then it's wraps because I just don't know how you guard that at that point. Like it's just really tough. Uh, but looking specifically at this Clippers game, I think uh, the fact that they open up the game, you mentioned playing with this starting lineup, the usual starting lineup with Jimmy's there. Uh, they start the game, the first two possessions, and they basically run a hero bam pick and roll to pocket pass to bam. And it's a bam jumper. Like the fact that you get them going early in games continues to be the most important thing Uh in his game and the Heat's offense, like if they can get him going early and get him in some type of rhythm, you just see the way that he continues to develop throughout the game. And then it gets to the point where uh, he had that big time run uh, in this game and they just kept getting him the ball like over and over. Uh, and the funny thing is the three guys that you mentioned before uh, on the headliners, the three guys we're discussing is Bam, Tyler and, and Depot. Uh, those are the two guys that kept getting Bam the ball. Like Tyler and Depot just continue to feed him when he's hot. And I think that's kind of one of the crucial aspects here when you look at these three guys, when you put it into context of all three. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely Bam just being able to, I guess, uh, get to the free throw line consistently, find his go-to shot and get him going early in games. And even when they don't go to him, he's finding it himself. Uh, we're looking at like two or three putbacks a game, especially in clutch situations. When he's just going over guys. Here's what's most significant to me about Bam. We've not had a single post-game presser this year where he's had to say, I need to be more aggressive. Heat fans got so sick of hearing that last season. Like, all, it, this, we'd go through these games, we'd have four, five, six shots. I don't think we have a concern anymore that he's going to go through a two- or three-game stretch where he's not aggressive. Like, I think that's over with. That, to me, if we're going to talk about why this is the biggest development for him, yes, it's finding a go-to move. Yes, it's the fact that his mid-range game has come back. Uh, yes, it's the fact that he's playing undermanned, uh, you know, obviously without rebounders around or, around him and he's adjusted. Yes, it's the fact that he still anchors their defense. But to me, it's mindset. It's always been mindset. And the mindset is flipped. And when we talk about the positive aspect of Jimmy not playing as much this year, this is the only thing that I can really go to. OK, because they're going to need Jimmy to play more than he's playing if they're going to carry this over the finish line. But the fact that Bam has had those moments where there's been nobody else but Tyler at times to carry him over. And these are supposedly the two linchpins into the future is huge. The other thing that you said is this. And I, I again, I don't want to make this a pick on Kyle pod because we kind of just did that. And they need Kyle to be better at some stage. But the fact that you're saying the two guys who got in the ball consistently are Tyler and Oladipo, when when we talked about. Kyle coming to the heat. The thing we talked about was he's going to force Bam to be aggressive. It's actually been Oladipo and Hero who are doing that now, which also to me changes the late game equation. Because if you want Bam, to, you want to play through Bam in some of those situations. If Oladipo and Hero are doing that, Kyle's role again becomes reduced for me because he's not as necessary to do that. If there are two guards that are going to be on the floor in those situations, understand that. And we've also seen that Jimmy's been more willing to feed Bam over the past sort of month than he was before. I think that's trust and belief that's come from Jimmy watching Bam uh, because we've talked about it. A lot of times Jimmy doesn't feed Bam, okay? It's not a Mitchell Gobert situation, but the numbers were not what they should be. They've been better with both of them on the floor. All right, I'm going to let uh, Brady go next. Before we do, though, I want to mention another sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. 
prize picks, ton of signups over the weekend. Use that code five, get your initial deposit matched up to $100. This is not rollovers. This is like free money, okay? $20, $30, $40, $50, up to $100. Whatever you put down, they will match it. Um, and then they've got all kinds of great promotions. And of course, you can play the NBA, NFL, NHL, and all of that together. College football playoffs over, but there's plenty on the board, including uh, MMA as well. College football playoffs not over. I'm sorry. The semifinals are over. So you can play Georgia uh, against TCU if you want coming up as well. So use that code 5 FIVE, get that initial deposit matched up to $100. I would not recommend playing Skylar Thompson this weekend but we'll see how that goes. Again, you can download it from the Google Play Store, the Apple App Store, or go to prizepicks.com. And our betting partner is Better Edge. Go to B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. Use the code 5RSN, play in our tournaments. But when you do that, you use that code 5RSN, you get $20 to play right away, which is pretty cool. They're giving you free money also. And at Better Edge, it's peer-to-peer gambling, so you can find the line you want. It's not offshore. It's not illegal. It's legal in 45 states, including... The state of Florida. Surprise picks use the code 5 FIVE, Better Edge use the code 5 RSN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right, Brady, you're up. Yeah, like Alex said before, I feel like all three of these you can make the case for, but just off of pure recency bias, I think it really is Victor Oladipo. That's probably would have been the first guy I went to just because I feel like he changes the equation for this team in so many different 
ways. You mentioned earlier in this podcast where you said, use the word stale. We've used that a lot. We've talked about the, it being stale in a way. When Oladipo is playing like this, it doesn't feel stale. Like it feels new because we haven't, we've seen Oladipo for very minor stints, specifically in the playoffs, but we haven't seen this Oladipo yet. We've seen the, the uh, defensive games, but we haven't seen this type of offensive play in general. It's just the fact that he had 23 points uh, in Utah and he follows it up with 15 in LA. Uh, and it's more so the way he's doing it because I don't think we've seen this burst in a heat uniform like this, this, these two games was the most burst I've seen off the dribble in terms of uh, fast break opportunities in the half court, just getting to his right, because that's more so the, the direction he's going to do when he's trying to get to the rim, uh, can burst by these defenders and he can kind of find crevices to get to the lane. There was the play. Obviously you mentioned the, the dunk earlier, the big time dunk over Walker Kessler, but it's not even the dunk. It's the fact that, uh, they're running actions for him and he's getting by that first line every time where he's dunking on the helper because that's just what's happening every time down. Uh, and the last thing I'll say is it's not even mo- about what his individual play. It's more so the fact that they're finding ways for him to fit into the offense and with specific guys, because for so long last season, we kept talking about uh, where was his fit going to be? Because a lot of times he's standing in the corner, he's at a spot up. He doesn't really know the offense. He knows the offense right now. Like he looks like very comfortable in this offense. It is, it, this is actually, I, I tweeted this earlier and it's in the context of this entire podcast because we're talking about these three guys, but uh, I mentioned the heater are, are, uh, over the last 11 games are eight and three. Well, if Tyler and Bam are on the floor of these last 11 games, they've had a 115 offensive rating and a 106 defensive rating. When you add Depot next to those two, uh, they've had a 119 offensive rating and a 104 defensive rating. Like this team has been very good when these three players are on the floor together. Uh, and we know the fit between Tyler and Bam. We know what the fit could be between Bam and Depot just because of how good they can be defensively. But Depot just fitting next to both of these guys uh, just says a lot, I guess, of the ways they can utilize them. I said last night as well, we talked about uh, having in the last pod, we talked a lot about they have three closers that are locked in, and it's just about the last two guys. I seriously believe they have four closers, and I think Oladipo is one of them just because of the things he can provide defensively. I'm watching him just jam up these different offensive players every night. Like it's not the same type of players. There's primary ball handlers, there's shooters, there's attackers. Uh, he, he can move his feet in a way where he can just cut off guys, he can close out at a high level. Like he does so many things on the defensive end where he's a defensive playmaker. Like he had a, he had a possession where he missed a three, like he bricked the three. They go in, in the transition. It looks like the game could kind of turn around and go in Clippers direction. He ends up cutting the guy off. He steals it. He throws it down to Gabe Vince who gets a wide open layup. And that kind of pushed momentum back in Miami's favor. Like those are the things uh, that we're seeing. So in terms of developments for the C team, if, if Depot can, can kind of sustain this moving forward, it's hard not to pick him. So wait, was give me that uh, rating again. Tyler, Bam, and Depot was it 119 offensive rating and what defensive rating? And a 104 defensive rating just over the last 11 games. Off the last 11 games. Okay, so basically outscoring by 15 points over uh, 100 possessions. Alex, you've been the Depot guy. Look, man, what's going on with Victor Oladipo? I had like very small and little expectations. And I've said it before on this podcast um, going into the season for what role he was going to play. Not because I thought anything less of Victor. I just think um, it was going to be tough for him coming back from injury, especially after the setback that he had early in season where he, you know, he kind of had to get him back in, in rhythm after they spent a lot of the summer hyping up the way that he was looking. And now we're seeing that like, it's actually 
coming together the way. And I couldn't agree more with everything Brady was saying, especially with the burst stuff. Like it's really jumping off the screen. I, I, I felt pretty good about his burst before. Like I thought he was moving pretty well, but the past couple of games, like it's really jumping off the screen. He looks very fast. And he also the, just besides like his actual, just running down the, the court speed, it's the way that he stops and starts as well. Like that is what people do when they feel confident in their body again, right? Like the constant stopping and starting and being able to de decelerate like that stuff. That's huge, man. And I love the way that he is attacking the rim. I love the, I mean, his defense is just, it's been otherworldly. Like for a player to come back from injury and within a couple of weeks look like, you know, an all defense caliber player, somebody who's been going through injuries season after season. Like I think it's incredibly impressive. Right. And, um, he looks like one of the best defenders on the team along with Jimmy and Bam. I think Caleb has been up there and all of a sudden, you know, with him back with Gabe back, who I know we're not talking about in this episode, I, I mentioned this on our off the floor feed about a week ago. I just think their defensive identity is looking more solid. And I think Victor is a huge part of that. He looks absolutely incredible on that. And offensively, like I said, you're seeing the burst, you're seeing all of that. The jump shot comes and goes. He's kind of gotten going a little bit with that. Um, he, he had a couple of the, the, that mid-range turnaround shot that he that he hit last night like I think you know that's not a bad counter either for when the rim is uh, kind of fully covered but then you talk about the on and off stats and everything is very small sample so far but when you put Victor on the floor with Tyler with Bam and Jimmy you know just to channel my my inner Ethan here with no Lowry on the floor they're a plus 24 in net rating and obviously it's only I think about 25 minutes so far but they're absolutely killing it. Like he's doing a great job, not only with the bench units, but playing with their best player. So it, it completely goes along with everything you guys are saying about him potentially being this next closer that uh, they can use. And not that he has to be locked in, but like, I wouldn't be surprised if he became locked in, right. As a closer, if he just keeps playing at this rate, now, obviously the concern is offensively, if guys are just going to let him shoot, it's going to be more pressure on Jimmy and bam. If you know, if they had to see an extra body, but, uh, I don't know, man. I'm not necessarily too worried about that. I feel like in general, Vic has already proven his utility and I feel like it could only get better from here. If you're talking about offensively, right? So I feel very good about that. And, you know, by the way, adding Lowry into those lineups, only nine minutes, but the five of them together in those nine minutes, net rating of 50. <laughs> that well, was the closing it, it, lineup it, it, last night. Yeah, no, it was. Well, Alex, look, I, and, and I don't, and Caleb has been getting less and less minutes, which is kind of how this has been playing out here. And I, I don't know if that necessarily continues, but that that has been the case of late. I don't want to be painted as a guy who says you can't play Kyle in these situations. I, I, okay, I know I'm getting painted that way. What <laughs> I'm saying is, what I'm saying is that Vic's ascent has made a lot of the Vic's ascent and the thing I'm going to talk about next with Tyler have made Kyle less necessary in oh, those yes. situations where if he's not playing well, if he's not giving you anything, you don't need to play him before you needed to play him. Okay. Yep. Now you don't, I think that's the difference. It doesn't mean that Lowry's not going to have any impact for this team, but if you have rim pressure from Oladipo that you don't the get, playmaking, by the way, which I forgot to mention, the playmaking has been pretty nice. Well, that's what I'm, but that's partly with Tyler also. And so that's, so to me, that's where you're at. You, you, you're getting more rim pressure from Oladipo than from Lowry. You're getting better defense from Oladipo than from Lowry, right? At the, the one thing where Kyle still has the advantage over, over Oladipo is I will trust Kyle more with a big, you know, uh, three-point shot. But 
I think that some of that could be alleviated with Oladipo if he just takes two dribbles, gets in the paint, breaks it down, and creates something for somebody else. Like, I, I don't it, – to me, to me, it depends when he gets it in the shot clock. Like, he's going to be left open in a lot of those situations from three because you'd rather have Oladipo doing that than doing other things or – rather have him doing that than, you know, bam, you know, getting to his spot or Jimmy in the post or, or Tyler with a floater. Like you, if you're a defense, you're going to give uh, Oladipo that, but Oladipo can, can counter that by again, putting the ball, you know, getting the ball into the paint and creating something easier for somebody else, which might lead to a foul or something like that. So I don't want to say they don't have any utility for Kyle, but I am of the mind right now that before we, we have said over and over, they need Kyle at the end of the games to get them into the offense, to get the ball to Bam. Well, we've already said here that Tyler and Oladipo are the ones that are getting the ball to Bam. Depot is the one that's creating the rim pressure. Depot's a better defender than Kyle, right? You're running out of reasons to play Kyle Lowry late in games other than his experience when he's not playing well. When he's playing well, yes. When he's not playing well, I don't think that he's a guaranteed closer. And I, we got into that in the last episode, I, I do want to, I do want to, one other thing on Oladipo, you know, the front office, sometimes they spin things. Um, sometimes they spin things through me. Okay. And we try to make sense of it here on the podcast. We go over the numbers. We see what we think is right. and What's not right. Obviously they've earned a certain level of trust that other organizations in the NBA and other organizations in this town have not earned. So we tend to give them the benefit of the doubt. They were telling me all off season, how good Oladipo looks. Well, now you're seeing it. Okay, so that setback in training camp in the Bahamas was significant to this team over the first 25 games of the season. They work. This is one place where Greg and I don't necessarily agree. They were counting on him to do this. This is what they were counting on. This was what was going to keep this team from being stale. It was Victor Oladipo playing at this level. It took us a while to see it. We're finally seeing it. And I think that matters. All right. We're going to get into the last guy here on the list and i'm going to counter some narratives about me because i, I don't know I've, I've, the, the kyle stuff i understand how i've gotten painted as the anti-tyler hero guy i have absolutely no idea okay based on my track record with the way i talk about him but anyway do you want to tell you about another sponsor of the five reasons sports network odm performance solutions it's odmpsi.com team building is hard just ask the Miami Dolphins. ODM PSI can help you build a winning team and keep it together. If you're looking to fill an important role in your company, ODM PSI can help you find C-suite level leadership, sales rainmakers, plus management, and operational support staff. They might even help you find a backup quarterback, although I'm not sure about that. To find out more, check out ODMPSI.com. That's ODMPSI.com. They sponsor every post-game show here. We give you the performance solution to the game. Or give them a call at 954 954- Four three four zero six three four. It's a Miami-based company. Nine five four four three four zero six three four. All right. Here's what I want to say about the Tyler Hero debate. Okay. It's gone out of control as far as this perception of this tweet that I put out a couple times. I am. I have never said that they are better when Tyler plays worse. Okay. Ever. At any point, okay? I picked the guy to win six man of the year last year. I've been against trading him. I'm a big fan of Tyler's game. Everybody who's followed my work knows that. What I've said, and I think this is echoed inside the organization, okay, is they are better at times, okay, when he is more of a playmaker than simply a scorer. And when he is looking to get others involved instead of just himself. And although the numbers are a little quirky because a lot of this has happened with Jimmy out or with Bam 
you know, not as much of a factor and whatever. And so Tyler has to take more of an offensive role. If you look over all the numbers, they still, he still, he scores less in, in wins than he does in losses. Okay. However you want to take a look at the numbers to me, what is so big about Tyler hero's development over the past three weeks or so is not the last second shot in Utah, though it was great. We know Tyler's made for those moments. We know he wants those shots. We know he can make those shots. It's not the fact that he's he's been you know a consistent scorer for them. We know he can do that. I like the other stuff. Okay, I think his on off ball defense has been better of late, but his playmaking is much better. There's no question about that. Okay, his rebounding has always been a plus for him as a guard. He's never gotten enough credit for that. But the playmaking, the pressure he's putting on the defense, the way that he's reading the defense, the way that he's finding guys. I just want to go uh, through some of these uh, per 36 numbers here uh, and, and his per 100 possession numbers here, because I think they're instructive, okay, at this stage of the season. The first thing is his shooting trends are going the right direction. He Last year, uh, per 100 possessions, he averaged 16 two-point attempts and 10 three-point attempts. This year... He's averaging more three-point attempts per 100 possessions than two-point two, two attempts, okay? So that has flipped. He's going, he, okay, threes are worth more. We know that. He's going the right direction there, and he's shooting it at a 39.6% clip. So his volume has gone up. He's shooting exact same 40%, if you round it up, that he did last season. But also, the assists per 100 possessions are up from 6.1 to 6.4. The turnovers are down per 100 possessions from 4 to 3.6. So that's trending the right direction. His steal numbers are up per 100 possessions. His block numbers are up per 100 possessions. His rebound numbers are up from 7.7 per 100 possessions to 8.5 per 100 possessions. His free throw shooting is up from 87% to 92%, getting closer to where it was in college. And his two-point percentage, the twos that he's making, he's up from. He's better at every single thing than he was last season. And he's carrying it over whether Jimmy plays or Jimmy doesn't play or Oladipo plays or Oladipo doesn't play or they're featuring Bam or they're not featuring Bam. Tyler Hero, okay, so everybody can understand this, is playing at an all-star level, but he's also doing it in a way lately, okay, over the past three weeks. To my eyes, at least, the numbers bear this out, where it's contributing more to winning. Alex, is that fair? It's definitely fair. Like, I just think everything Tyler has turned into, the way that he shifted, I think his offensive profile, where he is focusing more on the threes and is, in general, just getting them up a little bit more. And I think he's realized, like, how good of a shooter he is. I don't know what it is or, or if it's Spo who told him to launch a little bit more this season, but I love it. Like, I really do think, this is the stuff that you wanted to see from him. I think the playmaking has been steady. I, I've, I've always felt like he's a pretty good playmaker for his for his position. And by the way, he's in the 100 percentile in his position in defensive rebounding this season, which, you know, we've always known that he's a strong rebounder. But since you threw that in there, I thought that would be interesting. But just in general, man, I think what he's done is definitely contributing to winning. Like they needed the extra playmaking. They absolutely needed the extra shooting. So that part has been so huge for them because they're not really getting it consistently from anybody else at the moment, even though Max and Duncan, I think have been uh, decent the past few weeks from that aspect. I just think um, the Tyler thing, it used to be a question of, well, is it somebody who everything he does offensively that he's good at, can you still close with it? And now I don't really think like that's a question anymore. I think you look at it and it's like, 
No, this guy is one of her three best players. He's doing it on a night-to-night basis, and I just think he really does fit like very well around the rest of their best players. I, I know I talked about that with Vic, but specifically with Tyler, like there's no question about any of these things. And I just I'm excited to see how he does in the playoffs, not to look too far ahead, because obviously that's what the season has been about for him. Um, just other than, you know, his development, it, everybody is kind of waiting to see how he performs in the playoffs after what happened last season. So I think everything that has happened with him, these developments are going to help him a lot. And just in general, I think all of this has been really positive because even though this this heat season in general has felt very up and down, very inconsistent, Tyler has been as consistent as they come. Bam has been as consistent as they come. And now you're starting to see it with Depot as well. But I just think like with linchpins of your, of your franchise, right? Just seeing a guy respond the way that Tyler has after the, the tumultuous postseason he had, it's really positive, man. I, I don't know what else to say other than Tyler is going in the right direction. And I think, I don't know, man. I think this is one of the, biggest positives this season and now you talk about you know depot bam you talk about orlando robinson who's not gonna you know that's not one of the the biggest developments but it's it's getting close right like the fact that they're able to uh sub bam out of the game and not get destroyed like it feels like they're 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 kind of coming together as a roster right now the roster construction doesn't seem as bad now that you have gabe and depot back with orlando in them in the rotation i just i feel pretty good about where they're at Brady, we got one minute left. So give me the biggest Tyler development. Well, I think as a scorer, the biggest development is the fact all of his numbers are pretty similar uh, this season compared to uh, like December compared to the rest of the season, all this stuff. The difference between this season, he's shooting uh, 43% on pull-up threes and 35% on catch-and-shoot threes this season. Over the last 11 games, I keep going into that threshold because they're 8-3 and and he's been available and they've been decent in December. Uh, he's shooting 44% of catch and shoot threes. Like the fact that they can move him off the ball in these certain trends that he's still able to hit, I feel like that changes things in general. But you hit on it, Ethan. I feel like the, the biggest thing, in my opinion, is not only the passing and the playmaking, but I think it's the way that he's playmaking. Uh, because we can talk about the hero band pick and roll. We always talk about that base thing that he just hits him in the pocket. But they've been running so many sets for him that he's been able to react. And uh, they did it the other night where uh, I think it was the Utah game. It was like the end of the first, second, and third quarter. They ran like the same exact set and they got the same exact thing they wanted basically out of every time. But they're like, Tyler's been doing a thing where not only is he playmaking at a high level, but he's taking that extra step and that extra dribble to kind of draw in help defenders. I feel like by far his biggest development is like manipulating not only his defender, but the, the defenders on the outside, the helpers, the off-ball defenders. He's been doing that in a completely high level just because he has the ball in his hands so much and he can do it uh, just by looking them off, taking that extra step, getting to the basket. Uh, and paint touches, paint touches are crucial too. So it's been out there consistently. He deserves credit for that as well. And we appreciate Brady being available because he's under the weather today. Uh, we'll post some of these 11 game stats on our window feed. Uh, check it out at Off the Floor. We post it up at the top of our Twitter handle. Thanks to our sponsors, Prize Picks, Better Edge, CArmStaffing.com, ODMPSI.com. Uh, I'll leave you with this. You got Jimmy back. You got Tyler playing at this level, Bam playing at this level, Depot playing at this level. Imagine if they could just swing a trade for a power forward, huh? Where will this team be? We'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.